And high school football is probably still one of the most purest things left, you know, athletically around. Blue Devil Stadium is a place where away teams win streaks go to die. <laughs> and if you let them forget us, you get no more of my special seasoning. Welcome to another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Season 2 winding down as we get ready for Season 3 coming up in a couple weeks' time. John here, Hannah there, and this one is a fun one. Yes, today we are catching up with Norcross head coach Keith Maloof because the Blue Devils face Peachtree Ridge for our Football Friday in Georgia. Game of the week, both Subtle teams plug. are 4-0 in region play, so this game means a lot. We'll also head down to Quitman and catch up with Brooks County head coach Maurice Freeman who is always colorful. I know. The Trojans are coming off a big win over Irwin County to lead the region now. These coaches have been at their current schools 25 and 20 years. Mm -hmm. Long-time coaches at their current programs. And it's it's you've got to ask them some, some special questions about that. Yeah, it was fun just to kind of ask them what the difference is from when they started. You know, Coach Maloof, who's been continuously at Norcross for 25 seasons. Maurice, who's been a head coach for 30, and he's had two separate tours. First head coaching gig he had was at Brooks County, 1994. Wins a state championship out of the blocks at the, years, at the age of 28. Then he leaves, goes to Southwest and Brunswick, and then comes back, and now he's been there. This is his 16th season. Now they're going to probably build a statue of him outside They better. <laughs> 100%. I mean, it's been fantastic with what he has been able to do with that program. A uh, handful of region titles a couple of seasons ago. 20, 2021, he got the state championship there. So uh, 26 years in between. It was a 94, 94, 2000, was a 28, sorry, 28 years between uh, 1994 to 2001. There's so a lot of bad math on this podcast. Six and 21, 28 seasons between oh. between titles for him there at Brooks County, but it was a fantastic conversation. It's always fun. One of the true characters, one of the true gentlemen when it comes to high school football here in the state of Georgia. Before we recap our game and move along, I want to talk about a big event Saturday sure. that you were at, John. Yes, I was. The High School Football mm -hmm. Hall of Fame induction yep. for the 2023 class. 40 individuals. How was it? It was, I mean, it was it was cool to go wandering around a building. This is the second annual. Second, right? This is the second you were, class. You were there this is last the, year. Yeah, this well. is the second class. And when you get to see guys like Charles Johnson, Mike Bobo, Buzzy Rosenberg, uh, you get to see Marcus Stroud, you know, Reggie Brown, Ronnie Brown. Yeah, Ronnie Brown. Re Reggie was there. Yeah. I mean, you had Reggie Brown, Ronnie Brown. I mean, just... And that's just a small sampling of this list of great talent in the state of Georgia. Pepper Rogers was remembered. Uh, you know, Bruce Bennett was remembered from his time at Valdosta. I mean, it was just, it was really cool for all of these folks to be a part of this class, knowing that it's, yeah, it's the second class and the second year that we've done it, but there are so many other individuals that I'm looking forward to seeing make that walk at the College Football Hall of Fame and be inducted. Well, while you were there, I was at um, the Auburn game. With, yes, you were with your wife Patty. Yeah, you you had my ticket and a quick hotty toddy to any of the <laughs> Ole Miss fans out there. We did not miss you. Spoken Saturday, like John. yeah, spoken <laughs> like someone who is not an Auburn alumna. She was there to watch the opposition. Mm -hmm. Who got the win? It was it was a frustrating day for the boss. Let's put it that way. Yes, yes. Patty was was upset, and I was in the alumni section and. 
I was cheering by myself. <laughs> you were cheering for other alumni. Multiple people told me to sit down. Yes, <laughs> sit down. Gooden. Oh man. Okay. Well, let's take a look back at last Friday. It was a beautiful, beautiful fall night mm-hmm. at Homer Sharp Stadium in Covington. There was a little breeze, but it wasn't too chilly. Even better football. Mm-hmm. Newton hosted Parkview. They put up a heck of a fight. The Panthers pulled it out, though. 28 to 21. What were your observations? 35 points in the first quarter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first and, and, then, fo- n- and then no points in the second quarter. Right. And, I mean, first and foremost, I can't say enough about our first trip to Covington. Yeah, it was awesome. And, it was beautiful the, stadium. The renovations that have been made to mm-hmm. Sharp Stadium over the last, really, the last 18 months have been fantastic. And for those of you, and uh, Commander Jeremy, this would be, uh, I mean, Ambassador Jeremy, this would be where you drop in the uh, the Remember the Titans. Oh, yes, yes. Because Remember the Titans was actually filmed at portions there at Sharp Stadium in Covington. You remember, I think it was in the, t- the championship game where they uh, the Titans, they do their, their routine where they, they go, you know, how, how you feel? Feel good. You know, they do that bit. That was mm-hmm. there at Sharp Stadium, and if you remember, you look at Sharp Stadium, you see that. If you l- remember, if you remember, you, the the fence line mm-hmm. and the stadium, that's Sharp Stadium there in Covington. So remember, the Titans was Very filmed cool. there partially there in Covington. But that was great to see the renovations and just how that was, stands were packed. It was homecoming. It was a great environment. Yeah. But uh, for the game, thirty five points in the. Uh, first quarter, 28-21 final, just a great back and forth. The defenses really showed up, had a lot of big plays on both sides of the ball. Uh, Zion Johnson ran for 183, and uh, 93 of it came on one carry in the first quarter. <laughs> it was a crazy first quarter. It was a fantastic environment. Thanks to everybody at Newton, and thanks to everybody in Covington, and thanks to everybody yeah. at Parkview for being great hosts all week long. I second that, John. Yes. We've got another great game mm-hmm. on Friday. We do. And let's preview it. Let's have on Norcross head coach Keith Maloof to talk all about our game Friday. Hey, Coach Maloof, welcome to the podcast. You're coming off a 48 to nothing win over Meadow Creek. Your quarterback, A.J. Watkins, showed out on Friday night. How does it feel to get a win like that? And tell me how your season has been so far undefeated at 4-0 in region play. Well, we, you know, we started out in, in Mercedes-Benz against Marietta and had a really great night that night. And then we had to line up again against the, you know, the the reigning state champions at Mill Creek, and our kids played their hearts out. We just came up a little short, you know. It was a really good high school football game at Mill Creek, and then from there on, you know, we we faced an Archer team that everybody thought was not real good. They they're ended up being really really good. We were down twenty one to three against Archer and came battling back and won the game twenty four twenty one. Showed a little bit of a character and showed a little bit about our football team, you know, where we were at that stage and where, you know, where we've gotten to. And then South Gwinnett again comes in here 4-0, and um, and we beat them 27-20 and, and continue to, you know, to be on a roll. Discovery, we played them and won. So our region games, we've, we've, we've taken care of business. And we've got, you know, Peachtree Ridge and North Gwinnett left before we can we can say we're region champions. We got a lot of work to do. Um, Peachtree Ridge has jumped up and decided they want to be a player in our region <laughs> and they've done a heck of a job of it and coming in here eight and oh, and it's gonna be a fun high school night, high school football night 
for us, our kids are excited to uh, go up against a, a team that's up and coming, and uh, they're doing a great job with what they have, and, and hopefully we can continue to improve as we go into the playoffs. Well, we're certainly excited to be there on Friday when you host Peachtree Ridge. And in the words of John Nelson, Blue Devil Stadium is a place where away teams win streaks go to die. <laughs> so what are what are the um, expectations there Friday? Give us an insight to the atmosphere and, and, of course, your keys to the game. Well, I mean, the atmosphere, these kids, our Blue Crew is unbelievable. Our student body comes out at home and really supports our kids. It's a fun atmosphere. The band is the bands are awesome. The 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 community's awesome. They come out to support our kids, and um, we just look for a great night. You, you know, when when you're playing for region titles at the end of the year, you're in the mix, and it gets everybody in the community excited. You know, you go to the store and people are talking to you. Hey, coach, good job. Hey, you know, keep it up. They're 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 proud of what these kids do on the field and off the field, and and. You know, and we're proud too, and that's what we work hard to put ourselves in these kind of situations to where you know you are competing for region titles, and you know the pecking order in the playoffs, and how you you know look at the brackets later on, and don't want to look at them too quick because things can change in a minute, as Mister Nelson always says <laughs> on. But uh, we hopefully we're we're headed in the right direction, and our kids have worked really hard after that loss at Milton last year. Really heartbreaking loss at Milton, being down. You know, last year, of if you look at our three losses, three of the four losses, we were within a touchdown of all three of them: Brookwood at Mercedes Benz, Norwood at for the region title, and Milton in the playoffs to knock us out. We were all within a score. And that's what we've really worked hard on is within the game, like the Archer game, we talked, you know, we worked on it. You know, we're behind, so let's go win this thing. And our kids did that. And 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 South Gwinnett game was a tight game that our kids finished strong. So hopefully the experience that these guys went through last year uh, are going to carry on to help us finish strong this year. 25th season there at Norcross, if my math is correct. I think it's 24th. Well, I mean, 23 to 99. Yeah, so, ah, okay, okay. Never never trust me. Never yeah, well, trust it's me. like you, you sit there and you I look at the Well, no, you look at the numbers <laughs> and then you add one because the season's inclusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it comes to coaching itself, how has coaching changed since the first day you walked in the door after those three seasons at Tucker? How has coaching changed for you from the first day that you walked in the door there at Norcross to now? I, you know, I think, you know, back then it was the field, and, and Kirby Smart said this at one, and when I went, was, I, when we were in an event with him, it's just like, you know, back then, and, and we're talking football stuff now, X is another right. a little bit, and then I'll go to the other side of it. But the football side of it, you know, you used to be able to coach defense like you were in a phone booth. Like a, you could, you could, the field was like a phone booth, mm -hmm. but now you're coaching like the field is like a a, a pasture. You got to defend the whole, you know, the whole thing now, the whole field. Whereas before, you only had to defend inside the the boxes, pretty much. So in that area, X's and O's is not 32 veer, 32 dive anymore. It's you better be able to tackle in space all the time because teams are now spreading you out and making you, it's, it's almost like playing one-on-one -on -one, like basketball sometimes in the secondary. 
you've got to really be athletic back there. You don't have a chance. If you if you're not, you know, defending the football one on one in the secondary, you're very rarely going to be able to contend at this level a very long. The other side of it, the mental side of it, the recruiting side of it, the the uh, the social media side of it has really put a a stamp not only on college football, but now it's trickled down so much into high school football. And high school football is probably still one of the most purest things left, you know, athletically around. And and social media is jumping in on it, you know, and and it's it's only natural that kids see all the social media and it's, you know, it's instant gratification, but that's not the way it is on a football field. And I think kids are expecting more instant gratification than because they're looking at all, this kid got an offer here, this kid got an offer here. Why don't I get offers? Or, you know, or you really can't believe a lot of these offers that are going on because some of them are just smokes and mirrors, but it's out there. And once it's out there, kids believe it or other people believe it. But in that respect, we you gotta you gotta tamp down the outside world a little bit and focus on your own world inside. And and I think we've got a lot of other distractions that we're having to deal with nowadays than we had to deal with back in the day when I started or when dad was coaching, Kevin was coaching in their early careers. I think there's just a lot more distractions going on for these kids. Last question for you, Coach, <clears throat> and we'll let you go. We know how busy you are, especially on a Monday. Mm-hmm. When it comes to make that kid an offer, is there a player on your team or a few players on your team that deserve offers and deserve those college looks? I've got a lot, you know. <laughs> and, 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 and the thing, I know we're all about the portal at the college level, but the portals really hurt the high school mm-hmm. kid because now in college they're going after – players that if they have to fill their need, they're going after a kid that's already played two years of college instead of filling that need with a high school kid, which has hurt a lot of our kids. But our kids find ways. If you, you know, Norcross is very unique in the fact that you go through this program, you're going to find a place to play. But kids that right off the top of my head that that are seniors, that's got some, you know, a small offer here or there, but I think deserve bigger offers. Is if you look at my free safety, Antonio Mulder, he's an all-state player last year as a junior. He doesn't have that big offer that I wish he had because he deserves it. He's a he's a heck of a high school player, and he's going to go on and do some great things in college. You know, some of my, my linebacker, my middle linebacker, Andre Thompson, who has the numbers, just not the size, but I think he'll find a place down the road. Somebody will fall in love with him, you know, there, there's a you know a couple of juniors in the secondary that'll get their time hopefully. The two corners are juniors and they're doing right and you know, uh, but mainly those two on defense stick out. Couple on offense, you know. AJ, if you watch his film, I don't know if y'all have watched film on him, but that kid is an ACC SEC player. I know he's committed to Air Force, but as I you know I, I you know I'm I'm glad he's committed to Air Force. But I'm, I'm, I'm thinking ACC, SEC might jump on him later on. I don't know that for sure. Well, Coach, we are looking forward to seeing you on Football Fridays. Peachtree Ridge coming to Norcross to visit on Friday night once again. Thanks for hanging out with us here on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. It's the beginning of a very busy week for you. We will see you on Friday night. Thanks, guys, for having us on. I appreciate it very much.
One coach down, one to go in for this one. It's it's always a treat to have Maurice Freeman on the show where we get to talk about single-A football. We get to talk about life in Quitman, what it's like to assemble a schedule. All of these things, a wide-ranging conversation in a very short period of time. Here's our visit to Quitman. Coach Freeman, welcome back to the podcast. We always look forward to catching up with you. You guys are coming off a 21-6 win over Irwin County, which put you at the top of the region standings. How are you, and how does that feel at this point of the season, Coach? Well, maybe this will stop me from losing weight. Uh, this <laughs> season has cost me a bit of 22 pounds, and I'm not on a diet. So stress, so stressful. <laughs> it is stress. we got very young players, and... We're playing a very talented team. We played some 5A and 6A schools, uh, and they, you know, they they put it on us pretty good. So uh, it has had me worried, 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 and, and you know, finally getting to play some folks my size, and and we fared out a little bit. Well, and I mean that schedule that you were talking about. It's at Thomasville, then you travel to Jessup to take on Wayne County, then you get Mitchell County at home. Thomas County Central comes to to Veterans Memorial Stadium. Then you go to Bainbridge. Then you played Cook. Then you uh, played Early County. Then you started Region at Osceola in Irwin. I mean, what is this like for a school your size and a roster your size to have to schedule all of these non-region games and play in a region sprint like you're in right now? Well, I've never been to Hill, but I'm assuming it's next door to Hill. (laughs) It is rough. Man, that is, it's, it's rough. I, I mean, I really want Georgia High School to really look at this and think about these things because when you're in a four-team region, you got to find seven games. And when you're trying to find seven games in the South, then you don't find very many schools that are, that are your size that they'll say, yeah, we'll play you in a non-region game, especially if you've had a lot of success, and we have. So you end up playing a lot of schools that are three, four, five, and even, in, even six, eight. And all of them were ranked in the state. As a matter of fact, everyone we've played is still ranked in the state Wow! Uh, in their classification. So it's, it's been tough. And uh, it's been tough, but we, we've made it through the storm. So now we got the region rush. Uh, uh, and we got two more games, uh, Bacon County this Friday and Pelham be our last regular season game uh, in Pelham. And then we'll prepare ourselves for the playoffs. For our regular listeners on the podcast, the last time you were on, there was a job opening, and we announced it on the podcast. And, Coach, I was wondering if you ever got your get-back person. No, I fired a couple of them, so I don't have a get-back <laughs> you know, I guess, I guess in the playoffs, she's going to have to just come home every weekend. <laughs> your daughter, right? She already has my truck. I guess I might as well give them my gas car, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just I just had to update that because we put the word out that you were looking for a get back person, and I'm I'm sorry to hear it hasn't worked out as well. <laughs> it has worked out. It's two people are unemployment line. When when you look at Class A football for someone who hasn't been south of the Nat line, and they haven't seen Class A football, how tough would you say Class A football is for someone who's never seen? Teams like you and Irwin and all these Class A heavyweights. How would you describe Class A football to someone who's never seen it? Um, we we are a small school that 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 can take on four and five A schools on a regular basis. So it's that kind of football on, on um, without that many players. It's pretty doggone good football 
hard-nosed football. Um, it's exciting. It's, it's, you're going to get your money's worth every time you see one of those teams like that play. So it's it's great. It's great, great football that they will thoroughly enjoy if they got a chance to see us play. I know you said you have a young team, so that means the future is really bright. What are your expectations for these for these young players? Are you instilling your game plan into them now? Is is that what's so stressful? They are doing more to me than I'm doing to them. <laughs> I've got so much gray hair; it is ridiculous. Um, so I, I, I think they are wearing on me. I'm 58. I'll be 59 in November. They're wearing on me more than I'm wearing on them. And it's my job to wear on them while they're winning. The schedule and these young boys, uh, the young, young, young players like to giggle a lot and poke at each other and aggravate each other. And all of those things aggravate me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm having a tough time, but we are working on it hard, trying to get everything together and trying to get these young people to understand uh, what, the tradition, the Brooks County tradition, because they they just really don't know it yet. They hadn't bought into it yet, uh, and it's it's, it's kind of a little unusual for them and tough. But once they buy into it, uh, this is going to be an exciting brand of football for years to come. It's your second tour there. This is 20 seasons total that you've been a head coach there at Brooks County, and this was a question that I asked Coach Maloof uh, leading into the other interview that we have on the show this week. How has coaching changed since you came in as a head coach in 1994 there at Brooks County, won a state championship. How has it changed in 30 years since you started? NIL. All these guys that uh, that are personal trainers, um, uncles that get involved in it more, colleges offering kids as freshmen, sophomores, juniors, offering them early, uh, all these recruiting services, uh, all of those things are taking a toll on high school sports. It is not the essence of sports and sportsmanship anymore. You're having more problems with sportsmanship in games, more kids getting thrown out of games, more fights, more unsportsmanlike conduct, uh, because there are more people that are dabbling with these young people, and kids are transferring from one school to another. You're losing traditions. There were traditions. If your parents went to Brooks, you went to Brooks. But now a kid, there are cases where kids have jumped schools two and three and sometimes four times. And so you're, you're losing a lot more than that athlete. You're losing a tradition. And those things are extremely valuable. And I think along with that, you are losing, those kids are not getting the proper morals and values that, that were taught years and years ago. My last question for you, Coach, and I know that we've asked you this before, but I always love to circle back. What does football mean to Brooks County? And tell me about some of those traditions that you just mentioned you're trying to instill into the young players. I know bring that hammer is a big one. So tell me about the traditions and what football means. The traditions here are things that have gone since, since I played here. Uh, you, you know, we came in and I didn't understand it when, when I was a player, but I went along with it because we had coaches that were mean as a snake. But <laughs> You had to be quiet. You had to get your mind right. You had to watch your film. You had to you had to work out. You had to be mentally and physically tough. You had to dress a certain way. And so when I got a chance to coach, I brought some of those things along with me, including adding some other things, 45 players in a bad mood. Then I switched over to bring that hammer. And, and we've got hammers everywhere. Our school system has bring that hammer and leave with a tassel. Um, so they've completely bought into it. 
the BC, the red, white, and blue, the the getting on the bus, being quiet, getting to the stadium, sprinting up the steps. Uh, the our local DJ playing the champs is here every game. The little kids standing on the fence want to shake your hand and and talk to you. Those are things that are important, and we cannot lose those things. And those are those are our traditions, and we must keep those traditions here. And I know that one of the individuals that is part of the traditions there at Brooks was someone that you and I got to see inducted into the Georgia High School Football Hall of Fame this past weekend. What was it like to see all 6'6 and 266 pounds of Marcus Stroud be, be uh, inducted when uh, up here at the College Football Hall of Fame? What was that like for you? Oh, man, that, was, that, was, that, that touched my heart. Uh, you know, he, when I came to Brooks, he was a basketball player, didn't want to play football. He said, I'm, going, I'm a basketball player. I said, look, man, if you play football and you don't get a scholarship, I'll pay for it. Did not have the money, but I thought that kid was going to be a pretty good player. And to see him get drafted the 13th pick in the in the draft years ago for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and now all of, he gets drafted, he gets uh, uh, placed in the Hall of Fame, uh, Georgia Football Hall of Fame, and I was able to present him and be there is, was big time, and I certainly appreciate it. And I, I think so much of the young man. Um, that it just meant a lot to me. It was a very special moment. Very special moment, a very, very cool night. As always, my friend, it's great to catch up with you and introduce you and Brooks County football and bringing the hammer, leaving with a tassel, all of that kind of stuff. Great to always have you here on the show to be a voice down there in South Georgia on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Good luck this week against Bacon County there at home, and we'll catch up with you soon, my friend. Please continue to emphasize the Georgia High School Association to look at South Georgia also. We are down here. Don't forget us. How could we ever forget you, Coach? <laughs> and if you let them forget us, you get no more of my special seasoning. See? See? I never got any of that. You got it, John. I did, yeah. I've monopolized the entire thing. I'm sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> Be good, Maurice. It's great to see you, my friend. Take care. All right. The sauces. All right. For those of you that are not uh, regular listeners and have just jumped in and got to listen to Maurice Freeman for the first time, Maurice Which is a treat. Maurice is a master chef. Yes. And what I mean by that is he grills like nobody's business. And seafood, meat, all of it. I mean, literally, you want to go to his house. He will cook, and he will cook for everybody. And he has, over, I want to say two decades, tried to perfect a marinade. His own marinade. His his own, like his own. Like a dry rub. Yeah, his mm-hmm. own dry rub. And it is ridiculous. I still haven't gotten to try it. He gave you a bottle of it. He did. He won't give me a bottle of it. I am the only person <sighs> north of Quitman to have a bottle of his dry rub. Lucky. It is, I mean, honestly, it is spicy. Yeah. The boss loves it. I love it. But I've got to have the largest bottle cup, two liter of liquid next to me because it is <laughs> that spicy. Salty. Oh, it, oh, oh. It, 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 it literally is that spicy. But it is amazing. And he literally has worked for it for like two decades to try to get it right. Yeah. Oh, I have something mm-hmm. of yours, by the way. Oh, what is it? Oh, my... <laughs> Oh my gosh, John. Okay. He has my white headband. And though, for those of you watching the video version, John just put it on his head. Yeah. Yeah, to do the rest of the podcast like that. Of course I am. That looks 
Really good. She audience. left this with my wife at the Auburn game on Saturday. So pa- my really my wife Patty audience. was like, "Here, you have to take this to Hannah." I'm like, "Okay, fine." Mm-hmm. So it just so happens that I had it in my in my briefcase. And now it's in, on your in head. my bag, and now it's on my head. All right. So what do you want to talk about? <laughs> I don't know. I forgot. Oh, you wanted to preview games around the state, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks, John. I'd That's love. Here for. I'd love to preview games around the state. Sure. Um, okay. So my game to. Watch. You think this is distracting enough? <laughs> My game to watch in 6A, uh-huh. TCC, 8-0, uh-huh. coming off a 27 to nothing win over Houston County. They're on a roll. They face Lee, who's 7-1 Friday. That is going to be a, if not the, game to watch around the state. You've got Colquitt hosting Valdosta, 8-0, hosting 7-2. You've got our game. Westlake is hosting East Coweta, battle of 6-2s in that region. Uh, going quickly around the state, Rome's at Creekview, 7-1 at 7-2. Uh, Woodward is hosting Monday's Mill in 6A, 5A Cartersville and Dalton for a game that is going to figure out how things are going to be in that region. Warner Robins and Jones County in Middle Georgia is another one. Perry and Spalding are web games, 7-1 versus 9-0 in Quad A. That's going to go a long way to determine a region champ. Central Carroll, who's 8-0, is at Northwest Whitfield, 6-2 in Quad A. Calvary Days at Long County. What's the county seat of Long County? Ludowisi. Mm, mm-hmm. 8 0 and 5 and 3. The Blue Tide is going to be hosting that one. Mary Persons, we had Brian Nelson, no relation, on the show last week. 7 and 1 at Upson Lee, 8 and 1. That one's going to be a big one. Double uh, A, the uh, round robin to determine yep. a region champ. It is Pierce and Vidalia. That one is going on in Double A. It is uh, Athens Academy at Union County. And Swainsboro's at Bleckley County, 8-0 at 7-2 in Class A Division One. The other round, Robin Commerce and Rabin County. Rabin County's in Commerce, 7-2 and 8-1 and there. And uh, let's see, uh, Green County and Aquinas, 8-0 and 6-2. And Macon County, Taylor County, two teams at 6-2. And, and that is your tour around the state for uh, games around the state. Did you see? Did you mention the web game? Uh, yeah, Perry and Spalding. Got it. Uh, White County and Lumpkin County, 126 <laughs> points total. They went to four OTs. Lumpkin County beat White County 61 to 55. So there you go. We have another flag football game on Thursday as well. I would hope so. Taking a look back at last week, we had a triple header. Triple at, header at Adams at Stadium. Adams Stadium in DeKalb. St. Pius, man, they're impressive. Mm-hmm. They beat Miller Grove 28 to nothing. Then Miller Grove beat Cross Keys 32 to nothing. Mm-hmm. And then St. Pius beat Cross Keys 42 to nothing. So. St. Pius looking really, really good this season. A lot of offense in DeKalb County. And follow us on social media at GBB Sports to see which flag football game we will be airing this Thursday. And do not forget our GBB Sports rankings come out every week. That is a very, very popular post. Yes. So check those out. Staff whip around. Staff Staff whip whip around. around. Staff whip around. I I don't even know. I, I haven't even looked. Let me let me let me see what the damage was. Uh, you lost to Pope, thirty-eight seventeen. Pope's our rival. That is like our rival. Yeah, and oh. you lost. Yeah. Pope beat Lasseter, thirty-eight seventeen. Lakeside Man. Atlanta beat Stone Mountain, thirty-three to seven. Let's turn to my right and go behind the glass and let everybody know what's going on. Uh, Darlington had a rivalry game with Armurchie. 49-7, Darlington got the Duke. It was a Thursday night game, so it was a quick nice. turnaround for Darlington. So Darlington got the win, 49-7 for uh, for uh, Ambassador Jeremy. Uh, Commander Sandy's Decatur Bulldogs beat Lithonia, 48-0. We mentioned Lakeside's win over Stone Mountain. Uh, Jake the Snakes Parkview once again winning on our air. I think it's uh, literally, I think it's uh, the only time that we have had a team represented on the show 
winning on the air is, is the Parkview Panthers beating hey, Newton hey, 28 Jake, who did Parkview play? As he fishes for the microphone. How, what happened in the game? I know you were glued to the TV. We played a good group of guys, and we're a good group of guys too. But we went out there and did our thing, and they did their thing, and they were just a little bit better than we are. You this won! Time. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, no, yes, we were a little bit better than they are no, this yes, time. No, yes, no. Absolutely. You Thank were, you. You were a little bit better than they were. Fantastic coach speak from Jake the Snake, as always. And uh, also it was, uh, oh, uh, King James's Central Macon Chargers beat Jordan on Saturday 34-14, so a big win for them. That's staff whip around for another week. All right, where, another fun uh, one. Where, where Jake the Snake and his coach speak <laughs> were fantastic. Oh, man. I think it's time to wrap up I love show. the show. Is your head I hurting from the, the headband? I yet? love the sound bites that we get on this show from everybody. In front of the glass and behind. Uh, we, need, we need an outtake reel. We've got an outtake reel. What are you kidding? Oh, man. That's so let's scary. see. For, uh, for Jake the Snake, for Ambassador Jeremy, for King James, for Commander Sandy, for uh, Hannah, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be a fun Friday. It is. Peachtree Ridge at Norcross. Be there. Kickoff a little after 7.30. A after 7.30. Kickoff about 7.35, 7.36. Watch gpbgpb.org and the GPB Sports app. I'm going to give Hannah her headband back. No, it is not hurting my head, but it belongs to her, not to me. For everybody here at GPB Plate Safe, everybody, enjoy your games on Football Fridays. We'll catch up with you again next week. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.